3: listening
4: to the best of the armstrong and getty show
3: predictions people made what year was this uh sean uh in 1989 yeah 89 people made predictions of what the uh a typical home would be like in the year 20 and 20 and uh looking at the calendar hey hey that's this year
5: in the year 2020
4: uh what else do we have going did they predict electric cars were going to be popular tesla is now the most valuable car company in america that's amazing
5: I should have held on to my stock idiot
4: tesla's market capitalization is 93 billion compared to 50 billion for gm and 37 billion for ford i don't quite know what that means
3: uh stock price uh multiplied by stock shares but
4: but why does tesla have so much money
3: the future the future kinda like early investors in apple were more investing in steve jobs than any individual product i think there's people who just want to be investors in whatever Elon Musk is involved in.
4: Obviously, if you look at the number, there's gazillions more GM and Ford Ford vehicles out there. Yes. Yeah. No, this is not Being based on
3: the, the profitability of Tesla. This is based on investors buying into the, the cult of Elon, for a lack of a better term.
4: Yeah, and everybody putting down their deposit on that uh, crazy, uh, what is that That truck called? Oh, the Cybertruck. The Cybertruck. Yes. yes. <laughs>
3: he was driving around town with that, uh, I think it was last week I saw a video of him in it. Oh, I want one of those. It looks so big.
5: But they don't
4: start making them until the end of next
5: year. Oh, that's fine. They'll start making them
4: the end of twenty
5: one. I'll beat a few more miles out of my car. I've been pimping Tesla like Don King for years, and they still haven't sent me one, so I'm out. Forget it. Sell your own cars. (laughs) Sell your own cars. I try to prostitute myself, and nobody's buying. Can you imagine how that makes me feel? I try to violate SCC laws, and nobody will even help. One more note on the fake news uh, it goes around the world much much more quickly and and successfully than the truth according to a giant new study of Twitter which just reinforces ancient wisdom um they point out and this story looks at um, you know sometimes when I hear fact check and fake news I know it's going to be from Cnn's point of view wildly left but this is very balanced and well written and um And they give uh, uh, an example of a pro-Donald Trump story that was completely true that got 1,300 shares or retweets, and then a completely false Donald Trump story that got not 1,300 but um, 38,000 by the same users. Uh, And they mentioned, first, fake news seems to be more novel than real news, partly because it's designed to catch your attention. Um. And fake news evokes much more emotion than the average tweet. Research created a database of words that Twitter users used to reply to the 126,000 contested tweets, then analyzed it with the -the state-of-the-art sentiment analysis tool. Fake tweets tended to elicit words associated with surprise and disgust, Ah. while accurate tweets... Surprise and disgust. Right while accurate tweets summoned words associated with sadness and trust. That's
4: what we were when we worked. We did mornings at that rock station. Right, surprise and disgust in the morning.
3: (laughs) I'm
5: surprised. Whoa! I'm I'm disgust. Right? (laughs) Man, we made a lot of money back in those days. (laughs) Anyway, so
4: that's why it is. With our surprising, disgusting brand of rock humor. Oh, man. Um so uh, back this up again who was making these predictions about what life would be like in 2020 Uh so this was uh, 1989
3: essentially, I essentially 1989 it, I do too Your tech writers of the day they kind of uh, brought them all together and and uh, put together this little uh, jaunty video this uh, describing their predictions <laughs> Already so yeah. 1989 uh, uh-
4: Well, is that supposed to be the music of 2020? We're going to be listening to this this space music then?
6: What are going to be the biggest changes in our homes by 2020? Will the house of the future protect the environment? And what new technology do researchers think we'll be living with? Will we be able
4: to to see hardcore pornography on our watch?
5: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Will audio have
3: nothing but mid-range? <laughs> what is going on with that voiceover? This seems to be a recording of a recording of some sort. Okay.
6: Living with, well, we've been talking to some of the people who've been thinking about the home of the future. Christine McNulty. I started the Home of the Future project to find out what people will want from their homes. They'll want all the benefits of modern technology, but without all this cluttered and complex gadgetry that we have today. Right. They'll want homes. Here's
4: that one work. thing that'll happen in the future: people will talk a lot faster. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, they they get they get the
6: point, <laughs> the pace.
5: I tell you what, she's right so far. The pace of 1989 was too slow because I remember my old stereo slash AV cabinet that had 11 different components and more cords than a nuclear submarine, you know, has hidden in the uh, the ceilings. Um, just to get the various forms of entertainment. Now it's incredibly simple.
6: They'll want homes that work for them. By 2020, all of this will be possible. We'll have things under control without all of these knobs and buttons. And what's more, the technology itself will be embedded in the very fabric of the house and its furnishings.
5: So far, so good.
6: So the idea is, once all the clutter of technology has gone, you'll be able to furnish your rooms in any style you like. You won't actually be able to see the technology, but it will be there, doing its
7: job without getting in your way. That means the lights automatically switch off and on as you walk between rooms. And the home learns how bright you like them. A simple command gives you music, perhaps piped in from a sound library. Bark, please. And no more PowerPoints. I
5: plugs thought he said, become- bark, please.
4: <laughs> <laughs> bark like a dog. Bath, please. And then, uh, of course, uh, orchestral music plays because you're that sort of person, I guess. Come on, it's 1989, Jamie Motley Crew. <laughs> PowerPoints.
7: Plugs become.
3: Oh, it, so PowerPoints are plugs. He kind of explains. Uh, his his demonstration of this is essentially everything would be powered via like a a, a magnet. So he had a hairdryer for some reason. He was in the living room, still traditional power cord, but he just placed the magnet on the wall, anywhere on the wall, and the power would come from it. Ah.
7: And no more power points. Plugs become pads, picking up power from anywhere on the wall. And even windows will take an active part in the home according to another researcher so a simple command could turn a window into a wall and you could decorate it how you want or it could be a television or a computer screen well that may be a little futuristic or too expensive for most people but there's one area where homes are going to have to change
6: there will have been enormous pressure on us to cut down on our burning of fossil fuels to protect the environment. Now nah, we're fine. Boy, well, even in 89? This that energy management in our homes will become of critical importance. Yeah. There are already materials that can help. This honeycomb material is being used on the outside of a building in Strathclyde to heat it by trapping the energy in diffuse daylight as it hits the walls. Boring. And aerogel, <laughs> this is aerogel here, is a form of glass with a similar structure at a microscopic level. It can do the same job, but it'll be thinner and transparent. Never heard And of if that. these two things become widely used by 2020, they didn't. the coatings could one day reduce heating bills almost to zero and help to cut down our use of fossil fuels. Hey baby,
4: Look buy Apple key. stock, you'll thank me later. <laughs>
7: <laughs> the other key is for the home to use more energy, more intelligently. The heating system could learn your daily routine. and yes. only heat the rooms that you'll be using. The living room would be at just the right temperature as you come downstairs.
4: That's kind of interesting that uh, that we had the desire for the Internet of all things. Yeah. Of course, just, you know, timed thermostats took care of that also.
5: Right yeah and the whole light walking walking into the room the lights turn on and off we got that i don't I'm not that big a fan. It's all right. I mean, they nailed the voice activated music library of. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fact that there would not need to be a box for every conceivable yeah. source of entertainment. That's pretty good.
4: We got a lot more on the way, but we wanted to remind you Simply Safe's got a great deal going on right now. We'll tell you about in a second. If you don't know what Simply Safe is, well, it's protection for your home and, and your family. They'll have your back day and night ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them the most straight to your door.
5: Yeah, whether it's a break in, a fire, flooding, or medical emergency simply safe home security delivers award-winning and that's serious they've won a lot of awards award-winning 24 7 protection
4: you can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes really easy then simply Safe's professionals take over you're not locked into a long-term contract no hidden fees or installation costs and it's super easy
5: to use and by ordering today you get a 60-day risk-free trial so there is nothing to lose and Our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system today at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for your free security camera. Keep an eye on your porch. Who's out there? Huh? Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You're going to love Simply Safe. Simplysafe.com slash
3: Armstrong. There's only like 10 more seconds here. People but it'll seem like five the minutes. home we'll be living Sorry.
6: in in 30 years assure us that we can take as much or as little of this technology as we like. <laughs> the crucial point is that there'll be no single home of the future. There'll be millions of different ones.
4: That'll look exactly the same.
6: But in the home of the future, we'll flip, flip, flip through shallow entertainment
5: until we're suicidal with despair. We will have no relationships with real humans. We will slave over our screens and worship them like gods.
4: And the current billionaire we look at in our People magazine will be president of this country.
5: And that automatic switching on light switch? Well, that's uh, run by China, and they're looking through it at you and taking our nation's secrets.
3: I feel they were also kind of close on the windows that can be many things, like a window could be a wall or a TV screen or a computer screen. We've got kind of the hybrid TV computer screen thing happen. We just haven't really incorporated the window aspect. E- of
5: it. I've never known anybody who says, you know what I don't like about this house? Too many
3: windows. There's too much light. I see too much of the outdoors. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> I'm worried about the people seeing in, though. I spend a lot of naked time. And if I guess you too should be a naturalist. Lines, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at
5: armstrongandgetty.com.
4: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: Armstrong and Getty. This
0: is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Falsehoods
5: almost always beat out the truth on Twitter, penetrating further, faster, and deeper into the social network than accurate information sounds like an ed commercial but um why why what's the old Mark Twain line uh the uh, a lie makes it around the world while well, the truth is still putting on its shoes why or to go a little further back Jonathan Swift falsehood flies and the truth comes limping after it so it's been said in many centuries and and Mike who actually sent us this helpful link says, Therefore, a business like CNN would be better off, more influential, to pump out complete crap than actual news. <laughs> That's disturbing.
4: Well, they are pumping out crap, and they're still failing, so I don't know what's going wrong there.
5: That's, well, they're bad at it, apparently. So why is this
4: true? I'm sure there was a saying in in, in the Egyptians had that was the same thing. That's Probably so.
3: But why? Yeah, I was about to blame internet algorithms but this existed way beyond or yeah. way before that
5: you know i would like to say i could improve upon this piece of uh, journalism but i don't think i can so i'll just read you a bit of it it was hyperbole three centuries ago but it is a factual description of social media according to an ambitious and first of its kind study uh, published last year or uh, yeah The massive study analyzes every major contested news story in English across the span of Twitter's existence, some 126,000 stories tweeted by 3 million users over more than 10 years and finds that the truth simply cannot compete with hoax and rumor. By every common metric, falsehood consistently dominates the truth on Twitter, the study finds. Fake news and false rumors reach more people, penetrate deeper into the social network, and spread much faster than accurate stories.
4: Is it as simple as if you're going to make up something, it's always
5: simpler? Ah, Jack, you're a wise man. That is part of it. A data scientist at MIT who studied fake news since 2013 and led the study said, it's not just because of bots. It might have something to do with human nature. They do concede that there, with Twitter there is a technological component to it. Um, there are plenty of people who are trying very hard to spread the truth because the truth will set you free, and, and, and it's, it's a good thing to know what's actually going on. But there are really, really enthusiastic people who want you to believe lies. But anyway, moving along, uh, it has something to do with human nature um social scientists are alarmed we must redesign our information ecosystem in the 21st century said a group of political scientists and legal scholars um and they're well they want to understand it better and we can certainly understand that um let's see uh the study's written in the clinical language of statistics um but to simplify it a false story reaches 1500 people six times quicker on average then a true story does. Oh, my God, they're expressing a fraction as a multiple. I already hate them. But <laughs> false stories outperform the truth on every subject, including business, terrorism and war, science and tech, and entertainment. Fake news about politics regularly does best. Twitter users seem to almost prefer sharing falsehoods. When the researchers controlled for every difference between the accounts or originating rumors... Like whether that person had more followers or was verified or whatever, falsehoods were still 70% more likely to get retweeted than actual, uh, than accurate news. Um,
4: accurate news takes, usually takes longer. It's always got nuance.
5: Exactly. It's often
4: not real life is not as exciting as made up stories. Right.
5: Exactly. Often untruths. And, and you know, I made this point earlier. I don't want to be distracting, but I made this point earlier about socialism as opposed to the free market. You can design a false narrative about socialism that sounds incredibly attractive. And if people take a quick look at it, it's clearly the best way to go. The free market takes a lot more understanding to, to realize why it's so fabulous. It takes a while. Um, so part of the problem is that. Untruths are designed to be persuasive. The truth is usually usually not always, but often a bit more of a mess. It's a little more complicated and nuanced. The lie is designed like a torpedo to cut through the water efficiently and zoom to its target. It's unfortunate, but You're it's You're a torpedo just... of lies. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, fake news has become a white-hot political and really cultural topic.
4: So, it's, so, social media is just exploiting something that has always been. I mean, I was listening to a podcast yesterday where, uh, the smart people on there said, unfortunately, a lot of the things that we had going on in this country with polarization and, uh, Only wanting to believe one side and everything like that has been accelerated by the technology. It's like the technology came along at just the right time to exploit our weaknesses.
5: Yes. And there's an old saying, sometimes a difference in degree is a difference in kind. If I can only get two cookies a day somehow, me eating as many cookies as I can get is not a problem. If I can have many pallets of them delivered to me, me eating as many as I can becomes a terrible, terrible problem. And that's why I I fear for democracy, Mm. because the ability of people who would game it and screw it for their own benefit has exploded in the modern era.
4: Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Armstrong and Getty. This is the
4: best of Armstrong and Getty. We have to get to this. Uh, would you call it affairs of the heart
5: yes this is from a subreddit. this sort of thing jack this hasn't stopped during the pandemic we're Uh, still finding love and losing it that's
4: true uh this is from a subreddit i don't know what that is you said it's people who think they can go on message boards and get good advice (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, well, Reddit is a is a message board thing. Each individual category is its own subreddit, so there's the relationship and, and, and subreddit.
4: Why you would ask the randos in the middle of the night who are doing nothing else but reading these for advice on your relationships? Uh, I, I supposedly
3: some people find it soothing or helpful. <laughs> I, I don't know. They're your people.
4: Uh, I know this sounds really weird, but here it is, she says. My boyfriend and I, and they're both in their late 20s, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We met and started dating when we were both in graduate school, but I dropped out to go back to college to pursue a different career. We're both finished now and live together making a fairly nice combined income. There you go. Our income is relevant because we can afford to eat somewhere nice when we're out and about, but he always wants breakfast food. You know, I think I need to set up what's going to happen here so you can enjoy the background better. Okay. Every time they go to the Waffle House to eat, he gets in a fight with the cook. (laughs) Okay. Knowing that, hearing this story about they both went to graduate school, they make a decent income, they sound like normal, successful people. As she said, our income is relevant because we can afford to eat somewhere nice when we're out and about, but he always wants breakfast food. When he was a child, his dad couldn't stand eating breakfast-type food in the afternoon or or evenings, so his mom would make him waffles slash pancakes, eggs, and bacon in the evening whenever his dad was busy or out of town. It's a wonderful and safe memory for him, and when he goes... To his happy place, he says that's where he always goes. How interesting. Okay. My boyfriend is an incredibly nice and caring person. He's emotionally tuned into everyone and recognizes arising issues a long time before they occur. He loves animals and is kind and gentle with every bug, bird, and pet that he comes across.
5: The the inevitable, he's a wonderful guy before the butt. (laughs) He's more than wonderful. He's nice to every bug he comes across. (laughs)
4: Right, he anticipates problems before they occur. This is why I felt it was important to set up where we're headed with this, so you can take this in at the time and scratch your head. Okay. This is the guy that gets in a fight with the cook every time he goes to the Waffle House. He won't kill a bug. He most is all almost as always willing to turn the other cheek in social situations where somebody tries to insult him or get aggressive towards him, and usually winds up diffusing the situation and having a productive discussion about whatever the issue was. Freaking Gandhi over here, except at Waffle House. <laughs> Anytime we're out, he wants to go to the goddamn Waffle House. Her words, not mine. I don't wow, appreciate hey, that kind yeah, of talk.
5: Indeed, yeah. Well, careful now. This is an issue that already exists that apparently he didn't recognize.
4: How how many? (laughs) How many people uh, are familiar with the Waffle House vibe?
5: I think if they have not experienced it personally, it's enough of it's a part of America Americana. They get it. I like me a Waffle House. I do. It is casual dining, folks. If you're not very casual, like shirts are requested <laughs> sobriety suggested is occasionally observed yeah.
4: anytime we're out he wants to go to the same gd waffle house and get breakfast food i'm not a big eater so i usually don't care i would just drink coffee and read my book while he enjoyed his food but that became impossible once he and this one cook started chirping at each other every time we went there oh boy boyfriend complained about his eggs one time because he likes them a little runny and they were served hard the cook responded by giving him scrambled eggs. <laughs> when he brought it up again, the cook served him two hard-boiled eggs. I think it was just part of the cook's shtick. And it was kind of funny, but my boyfriend wasn't able to laugh it off. <laughs> when we left, he was in kind of a bad mood, but we didn't really talk about it. The next week, we were... <laughs> <laughs> All right. just, I like the two Mark's you brothers. Send them back scrambled and then too (laughs) hard-boiled
5: just a plate with two (laughs) eggs on it wow (laughs) reminder sir you're at a waffle house
4: yeah i think what the cook is saying you're eating at a waffle house right
5: yeah Mm -hmm. what are you paying for this meal there jocko
4: The next week we were out getting some shopping done and he wanted to go to the Waffle House again. I suggested we try out a different place or at least a different Waffle House location. (laughs) But he only wanted the same Waffle House. Oh boy! We went in and sat down and once again the same cook served his eggs wrong. My boyfriend sort of snapped at him that he wasn't interested in messing around and just wanted some correct eggs. The cook then served him a piece of toast with a hole cut out of the middle with a fried (laughs) egg in it. My boyfriend got really mad and threw the egg toast at the cook. Oh boy. Which made the cook come around from behind the bar and throw it back at him. Oh boy. They ended up sort of wrestling slash fighting until my boyfriend was like, this is BS and walked out. What do you mean?
5: It's BS. Which bar? Yeah.
4: Nobody got hurt, but a few other people in there were watching and laughing a bit. Uh, I can't tell you how many fights I've seen in Waffle
5: Houses. Quite a few people screaming at each other, chucking food and wrestling a bit is not unusual. Oh no. Uh,
4: this is the crazy part. My boyfriend keeps going back and ordering eggs and getting into fist fights <laughs> with the same cook. It's almost a ritual at this point. My boyfriend, my boyfriend orders runny eggs. The cook serves him some other version of eggs.
5: And then they fight. And then
4: they beat the S out of each other. I quit going with him after the second fight, but he kept going by himself. They're like Peter and the giant chicken from Family Guy. It's the weirdest thing.
5: They've physically fought like six or seven times over this. Oh, boy. All right. I'm starting to wonder whether she's pulling my ham hock with this. I've tried to talk to him about it a few times, but he keeps saying it's a
4: matter of principle. I've told him to talk to the manager or something like that, but he just waves me <laughs> no, off. No,
5: I just want to best him in <laughs> fisticuffs.
4: Apparently, that cook hasn't yet made him the correct runny eggs, but he, it's like he spends one week learning new ways of preparing eggs to piss my boyfriend <laughs> off. <laughs> The thing is, we're getting married this summer. Oh, He's boy. accepted a job in a new city, and it'll be easy for me to find work after the wedding, so we'll be moving away from, from his sworn enemy Waffle House guy. <laughs> he hasn't been out since quarantine started, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's the first place he goes and the restaurants open back up for sitting customers. But my main worry is that this strange, vindictive side of him that I've never seen before that leads him to fight the same guy every week. The violence itself is an issue for me. Uh is an issue for me, but the obsession over it almost bothers me more. Should I be be worried about this side of him, and it will come out later in our marriage? (laughs) How do I get him to open up about this? Is this a type of obsession, a choice, or is it indicative of something deeper?
3: How are most of the answers to
4: this question, Sean?
3: Oh, I I didn't delve that deeply in.
5: That is a truly unique kind of nuts. Every time I think I have a reasonable grasp of the different kinds of crazy that exist in humanity... They come up with a new one.
4: I don't think that's BS either. The way it's written, it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't have the flavor of it being BS.
3: I just like the cook every week learning, all right, how do I make uh, eggs Benedict for this guy when he comes back? <laughs> and, and, and runny eggs guy, what
5: is his purpose in going back repeatedly to take the abuse? It's about the principle he says. And then throw dogs. Well, here's how you punish them. Don't go anymore. <laughs> that's 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 crazy. Do you think that these
4: guys
0: are actually friends? And deep down, this is just something they like to do. It's, like it's,
5: art. it's, it's Fight Club. Um, it's fight Club. All right, I'm I'm trying to take this seriously.
4: Does and again, fighting at a Waffle House is not like. Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. No, no. Can yeah, we, I, I wouldn't even look up from my meal. If people <laughs> are rolling around. Over as long the, as they didn't
5: like smash into my table and, and, yeah. and end up fighting on top of it. Um, is, uh, I'm going to call him Ronnie Eggs. Um, does, does, is Ronnie Eggs acting out because he sees his father's quashing of breakfast oh. in the cook? Oh, uh, yeah. He's do acting something out a daddy issue. Maybe that's why so many strippers go to the Waffle House. It's similar daddy issues. <laughs> and somehow it's tied to ham. I don't know.
4: The Waffle House is, I'm looking at some of the responses on Twitter. The Waffle House is his mom. His fiance is about to move with with him when they get married, and she's worried he'll go back to his mom down the road.
5: Hmm. And the Uh, cook is
4: dad? And then somebody else said, I think he's going to leave the girlfriend for the cook.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's one of those I don't want to admit I'm Right. Yeah.
3: Anybody else? One day they're uh, they're they're scruffling and then, and then oh, accidentally kiss, accidentally. And then, kiss. Whoopsie! Exactly. Anybody yeah.
4: else stop short at? I read my book. Yeah, that one kind of struck me too. You sit in the Waffle House reading while he's eating his eggs.
5: Yeah. Why, why don't you engage him in conversation? Maybe that would temper his rage, his yoke rage.
4: <laughs> like we all know, the Waffle House is a liminal space where the laws of man and God are a mere suggestion. <laughs> Now, that's a comment. <laughs> the laws of man and God are a mere suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. God, I love Twitter. Oh, boy. Uh, it's much easier to fight a Waffle House cook into changing than it is to accept your grief that your father was never the dad you needed him to be.
5: <laughs> okay? Okay. Or how about you just don't worry about it? <laughs> just eat your <laughs> eggs, man. Here's here's how you deal with your psychological problems. Forget them.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, that's
5: really good stuff. Yeah, that's something. The I awful mean, house. Mm. I, I
4: immediately thought this cannot possibly be real, but then I remembered Jacksonville exists. <laughs> what? I guess that's a Florida guy comment. What? Yeah. I
5: resent that on behalf of Jack civilians everywhere. Dudes be rocking the Waffle You're House. My, my, my brother's uh, wife's family.
4: God, Mine, that's folks. funny. Where the rules of God and man don't exist are merely a suggestion. Wow. wow. That's really funny. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong
0: and Getty. This is the best of
5: Armstrong
4: and Getty. I burnt the living bejesus out of my tongue yesterday. Oh. Drinking hot coffee. Sorry to hear that. Worst I've ever done. Still can't taste anything.
5: After decades of drinking coffee. Yeah. What? I know. I think the same thing when I do it to myself. How What's did I? I what how could I not be
4: good at this? It's like when you hit your head getting into your car. I've gotten mm-hmm. in my car a thousand times. Why did I just smash my ear on the door this time?
3: Right? <laughs> not tasting anything is actually a superpower. If I could if if I had to lose one sense, I would willingly lose taste. Yeah. Never. Never. The, others, you, are, the you, others are all essential to survival. Taste is the only thing that holds you back.
4: You'd give up one of the other ones?
3: have Over taste?
4: The Which
5: Epicurean one? lifestyle is my greatest delight. So you're going
4: to go through life blind so you can taste? No mm.
5: way. No, probably not.
4: Um. Uh, but so I was eating on my coffee, and I put it in the microwave for 10 seconds. Still not hot. Put it in for 15 seconds. Still not hot. And out of frustration, fine! Put it in for... Ah! Now you're hot. And then I took a big swick of it. And then I had the, I've done this before, where it's in your mouth and you have like a millionth of a second. Do I Is this so bad I should spit it out? Yes.
5: Yes. All over the place and make a giant mess? Yes.
4: Or tough it out? And do I tough, it. I toughed it out. The man just seared my tongue. Oh, boy. Ah, I hate so now thing. you got no
5: sense of taste. Right. Whether you like it Luckily, or not. Luckily,
4: it was after I hit my donut bottom. I believe I have hit my donut bottom. And if you eat enough donuts, you will have a donut bottom. Oh, yeah. Look at the donut bottom on him or her. What what, what was your donut bottom? I just, I eat so many donuts yesterday, and it's been oh. so many days in a row that I just, just saying it almost made me chunder just now. Wow. I just, I don't, I don't know that I can ever even look or smell a donut ever again.
5: I've known people who've gone on all sorts of different binges. I've never known anybody anybody's <laughs> going on a, a multi-day d- donut binge. I think I have a donut every
4: day for 14 days straight, something like that. Yeah.
3: Well, now that you burned your taste buds off, you can just eat broccoli. It tastes the same as a donut. Exactly. Pretend it's a donut. Mm, delicious, long drawn. Mm, funny texture, but
5: yummy. Um, <laughs> so I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I'm sure there are questionnaires all over the internet how you assess whether you are an alcoholic or not. Has drinking ever caused you to blank? Do you ever blank because you've been drinking? Do people ever say to you, your drinking is blank? I mean, if you were to insert donut instead of drinking in one of those questionnaires, I'd be curious to see, has your wife ever said, honey, I think you're donutting too much? (laughs) Have you ever gotten in a fight when you'd eaten a donut? (laughs) Have your kids ever say, said, daddy, why are you donutting?
4: Have you ever woken up with a stranger because you had too many donuts?
5: <laughs> yes. Wait, are the, am I supposed to be writing these down? Have you ever called in sick to work because you had too many donuts the previous night? Huh? Crashed my car with a donut between my legs. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Frosting everywhere. Oh, you know what? That's funny. We got an email from a, a lady, and I wasn't sure whether to read it or not on the air. I couldn't decide. I kept hey, going I'm sure you, it's but- fine. Nah, Michael, be quiet in there. Um... <laughs> It was about her daughter who had a couple of drinks, college age young gal, um, but, but of, of, of legal age. I think she may have been 21, 22. Had a couple of drinks, got busted for DUI, and the penalty that they were going to hit her with would have made it extremely difficult for her to keep her job, and she would have, Owed big fines, had no way to pay them, and gone into a spiral of, of of you know terrible financial outcomes. But because mom and dad could hire an attorney and a good one, her penalties were vastly reduced to the point that she could keep her job mm-hmm. and go on with her life. And boy, that that email troubled me. I wasn't sure. You know what our take should be, or, or I, I really wanted to think about it for a while before I brought it to you, but that that bothered me. Well, the the the
4: we we haven't decided as a, we've decided as a society, society drinking driving is bad, and yes. we've come up with a penalty, but yeah. I don't think anybody decided you know let's make the penalty uh, ru- ruins your
5: ru- ruins your life right one one DUI ruins your life right. Well, it went from six months with no license to four months restricted license. And it went from something like a month in jail to, um, you know, picking up trash on the weekends and going to a bunch of uh, AA meetings. I and, think the and DUI class. I
4: like the picking up trash on the weekends and stuff like that. Yeah, huge inconvenience, all that sort of stuff. And
5: no BS celebrity. My uh, my uh, uh, community service will be uh, uh, doing a commercial. Telling kids not to drink and drive.
4: Yeah, I've known, I've known people that got it, got a, incredibly BS community service deals, but. Well, and I, I would go
5: for that if I, I could. I love
4: right. the idea of people picking up trash and stuff like that because it doesn't cost you anything. Um, cause as we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, some of these proposals for making fines a proportion of your income. Or wealth, Mm. or something, yeah, because it does. It does have a huge difference. Sure, a five hundred dollar fine for me today compared to when I was twenty, completely different thing.
5: Oh, please, yeah, be many, many, many multiples to get your attention the way that five hundred dollars did back in the day, depending on your status in life. Talking to y'all at this point, but here's the deal: guilt. Sometimes
4: it's the other way around, though. It's meant to be a mild punishment, and it's a huge punishment.
5: Yeah, for somebody because
4: they don't have much money.
5: Yeah. But the idea that in a, a, an offense like, and I'm not being soft on drunk driving, and well, why did I even say that? If you think I am, you're an idiot and should probably find a dumber radio show to listen to.
6: But
5: guilt has been established. And then the huge life-changing difference in the repercussions are based entirely on person A can afford To hire an attorney who's good and sharp and will say to the prosecutor, I'm going to fight you on every single aspect of this. I'd say most. And make it time consuming, expensive. Maybe she gets off completely or we meet in the middle.
4: Yeah. All through my youth, the idea of hiring an attorney. No, they appoint you one, don't they? Right. I I can't hire an attorney.
5: And you might laughable.
4: The idea of it would have been laughable. And you might therefore. Hello. How much are you? I'm $100 an hour. Okay. Bye. What?
5: (laughs) Um. (laughs) So, but the idea that the poorer person would have their life seriously knocked off track and the person with money to pay for a good attorney, I just, I'm really uncomfortable with that. If it's a justice system and guilt has been established, guilt has been admitted to. Well, I guess guilt has not been proved in a court of law because that's the whole point. It's a plea bargain. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's bothersome. Because the particulars of it, and, and I'm especially sympathetic to this because I have a couple of kids who are young out on their own. Uh, as as the great moral leader Bill Cosby once said, "I have money, you don't have money. You want money, go make some money." But so anyway, my two big kids who are out on their own at this point. If they lost their licenses for six months, it would be it would be devastating to them. Um, not to mention the other penalties, it'd be extremely difficult to hold on to their jobs because they're not highly placed insurance executives with years of tenure in the company. And the company'd say, "Don't worry about it, Jim you. T- we'll work around you. You work around no. They don't work that sort of job. And so I'm pretty sympathetic to the plight of the uh, the working class at this point. So would you hire them a lawyer? or Would
4: you rather not answer that question?
5: Uh, I would. I absolutely would. I mean, just because I think there's a problem with the system doesn't mean I'm willing to be trampled by it to make some sort of point. I think it
4: would, I would, de- would depend on whether or not I feel like they actually, thinking of my own kid now when they're older, if they actually are, you know, feel like they did something wrong and repentant. If I'm feeling like they're taking it pretty lightly, well, you probably need to be miserable for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. But if you're actually, oh my God, I can't believe I let that happen. It was a mistake here, blah, blah,
5: blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you asked me about my kids as opposed to in principle. If it's in principle, I agree with you 100%. I just know Kate and Deck and just the way they'd be. Um, but anyway, I don't know, thought starter. I don't even have a conclusion to this. It just bothered me.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
4: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty show.